0: Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien.
1: Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. Uh, We have a terrific show for you today. Uh, I can't wait to get to it, but we will because we first need to hear a message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk Podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF Equal Housing Lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back. As promised, we have a terrific show for you today. We have with us today Joshua Garcia. He is the mayor of Holyoke. Good morning, mayor. How are you? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, great to have you on the show. You are uh, coming up on the first year of being mayor of Holyoke. You've been at this what? for 11 months and some change now, and uh, it's been a very interesting year. Uh, November We want to 15. talk a little bit about that. Yes.
0: November 15 so, was actually my first full year. So a year and a few months.
1: A year and a few months. Okay. I'm sorry. Or so eight months. we have a lot to talk about. Uh, Holyoke is an intriguing city and there's lots of things happening, but um, first of all, just kind of talk about uh, yourself a little bit. You are the city's first Hispanic uh, Puerto Rican mayor. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got a long background of working uh, with and for the city. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, how you happen to be sitting in the mayor's office as we're doing this podcast.
0: Oh, great. Thanks, George. Um, yeah, and, I, and as I tell people all the time, that although I am the first Puerto Rican mayor here in the city of Holyoke, where we have more Puerto Ricans per capita living in Holyoke than anywhere else in the world outside of the island of Puerto Rico, uh, first and foremost, I'm a Holyoker, And no matter where you live in this city and where you come from, if you live in West Holyoke or South Holyoke, uh, we're Hoyokers, I, that just happens to be Puerto Rican. and I'm, I'm very proud of my roots and, and where I come from, um, but also very proud to be a Hoyoker. Uh, born and raised here in the city of Hoyoke. I grew, uh, went through the public school system here, went on to Westfield State University and got both my bachelor's and master's degree, um, master's degree in public administration. Uh, spent five years working for a local housing authority From there, went on to work for the Pioneer Valley Planning Commission as the Municipal Services Manager, where I learned where I worked with local governments up and down the Pioneer Valley, understanding where the inefficiencies are and uh, coming up with recommendations and how they can improve their municipal services and possibly achieve some level of economies of scale and improve the quality of life um, for everybody. Um, from there, I went on to become the town administrator in a small town outside of Westfield called Blanford, uh, where I got to take a lot of what I learned at my time at PVPC and put it into practice. I worked there for about three and a half years. And uh, when an opportunity came forward here in the city of Holyoke, my hometown, um, which is a much more longer story, George, than what I'm explaining now. <laughs> but long story short, um, I was the seventh candidate. Um, that pulled papers I came into the race late um, and here we are today um, uh, you know here um, serving as the city's mayor
1: okay well you came into this job with uh, obviously some goals and aspirations um, do you want to talk about uh, some of those and just talk about uh, you know where the city is at right now I've been covering Holyoke for for many many years I see a lot of energy i see a, a changing city uh, changing for the better in a lot of different ways but i'm not the mayor so i want you to talk about Holyoke.
0: <laughs> well so my campaign was a very different campaign than traditional campaigns we hear everywhere else uh, we ran a management campaign and that was largely due to my own experience as town administrator um so, you know, it wasn't, you know, I, we, we stayed away from the traditional rhetoric around we need to improve our schools and support our teachers and we need to support our police and fire. And, of course, no one disagrees with that. We all agree with that. Um, uh, but instead, you know, I went on to share with the public concerns that came up in our most recent audits and previous audits and uh, how we have a negative free cash balance certified by the DOR for the last almost a decade and uh, how um, we've been budgeting to the levy limit, allowing no space for access capacity and plan for our capital needs. Um, And so it resonated well in the community. Um, People uh, at that point when during that campaign kind of felt it, I would tell people a lot of the issues that we see going on in our community is a symptom of a bigger problem. And it's a management problem. Every department in our local government depends on how well we operate internally administratively. And, uh, you know, from my experiences and, and as I was growing in the town administration, obviously I paid attention to what was going back at home and I'm like, you know, so I kind of saw where the writing was. Um, and, um, the people chose that. They went with it, and that's you know, I strongly feel that people kind of felt um that um there's some a, a lot of truth to that, which there was. Uh, here we are one year later today. Um, there's a number of things that we've achieved that hasn't been done in a very long time, um that are signals that Hoyoke is heading in a positive direction. This includes, um, again, when we put our budget together for this current fiscal year that we're in, it was a balanced budget. Uh, before the budget used to be three to four million dollars over and the pressure was put on the council to cut and balance it. And even if it was balanced, it was budgeted to the levy limit, offering no room to deal with shortfalls, no room to deal with capital needs. No, so it, it really created this, this, um, this disarray um, in our government. Uh, and not only did we submit a balanced budget, there was a surplus. We started a capital stabilization account. We put some money in that capital stabilization account. We've hired a consultant to help us with financial forecasting, which we're going to present a draft to the council sometime in January. We're also doing capital planning. We're working with the DLS to do financial management policies to be sure that No matter who's in this position as mayor that we're following um rules policies systems and procedures identified in that policy and how we're governing internally in turn george this impacts positively to all the departments that are really doing the important work on the community so if we're talking about the needs in public safety our needs in our education infrastructure streets roads sidewalks our capital assets large costs like vehicles um, uh, the conditions of our public buildings. Every department is dependent on how well we're planning for those needs, and so a lot of what we've been focused on is middle out work, and um, you know, uh, looking at some of these key indicators that, especially getting the feedback from the community of how things feel. Different right now than it has before. Tell me that I think that the plan is working.
1: All right. Speaking about of things feeling and looking differently, uh, cannabis has certainly been a, a driving force in your economy and in you know actually changing the landscape in Holyoke in in all kinds of different ways. I believe your your predecessor joked that he liked to to refer to Holyoke as the Rolling Paper City. I think we've told that story many times here, but. Of all the communities in this region, I think Holyoke has probably been most positively impacted by this industry more than, than any other. Kind of talk about uh, cannabis in and Holyoke and, and what we can see look, moving forward here.
0: Well, so the first of all, the legalization of, of cannabis in Massachusetts in general just brought a, another opportunity for Holyoke to really strengthen our, our commercial and manufacturing sectors. You know, when you think about Holyoke's history, the first planned industrial city in the United States, and we had a lot of um, commercial and and industrial manufacturing type um, uh, sectors here operating. And so with the deindustrialization and those businesses moving away, uh, cannabis really offered the opportunity for us to rethink manufacturing. So, you know. Uh, this company came in and took old buildings that were either abandoned or unsafe and uh, fixed them up and put them back to use. Now, it's important to note also, George, that I'm not saying that the cannabis industry is the the savior of the city of Holyoke, but it's it's another piece to the puzzle of what we're trying to build here um, as far as the greater Holyoke ecosystem is concerned. Um, You know, so between... Both cultivation as well as uh, the, um, the retail of cannabis, you know, brings in, uh, you know, kind of this mix options uh, and opportunities for growth in the city. Um, but, you know, no matter what happens with, and, and also not to, not to mention um, the excise tax we collect through the sale of marijuana has definitely helped offer some flexibility in our budget. Another reason why we were able to, um, you know, it it did help us submit that balanced budget we were talking about a little a little later earlier on. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of talk about like marijuana is not it's it's, you know, I don't I don't want to put too much um, uh, hope that marijuana is going to save the city, but as we go forward with our planning, uh, um, that you know we leverage every opportunity. That this industry has for this city, and that we cultivate—no pun intended—cultivate uh, um, uh, that presence here to do secondary impacts um, as we try to, uh, um, you know, grow uh, our city. Whether if it's bringing people into the city to live, shop, work, um, expanding our tax base, and so forth. So, uh, you know, I can't sit here and say that marijuana has had no impact. I think the former administration, you know, did very well in leading the charge and opening the floodgates for that here in this city. And here we are today, we, we make it as easy as possible for marijuana companies. There's no cap. It's a free market. People can come here if they have, mm-hmm. you know, as long as they have the capital and and the planning and, and know how to. Um, and uh, we have internal departments that streamline the process as much as possible to make sure that it's, um, as easy as possible for any marijuana business that wants to open up here in the city of Ohio because we've embraced the concept wholeheartedly. So I, I give I give credit to the previous administration for doing exactly that. And, and, and we're continuing to support that in this administration.
1: Okay, good. So you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business and Partnership with Living Local 413 and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking with Joshua Garcia, he is the mayor of Holyoke. We were just talking about cannabis and the profound impact it's had on the city. Uh, you mentioned it as being one piece of the puzzle, and it is definitely that. Another piece of the puzzle that I've noticed uh, is a much greater focus on entrepreneurship and and bringing more people in Holyoke into business ownership, working for themselves rather than working for someone else. You've got a very active agency in e for all and this has been a priority in Holyoke. How has that kind of changed your landscape uh, on Main Street and, and elsewhere? And, and what can we see moving forward here?
0: So with, with E4ALL, the entrepreneur program that it is, we have our greatest asset available to us in our city are the people. Um, and everybody has uh, some level of skills that they offer that they can potentially offer to contribute to the greater growth uh, of this city. Um, You know, and they say the small business, the micro businesses, uh, you know, you hear Carlos Gonzalez, when he was uh, president of the Latino chamber of commerce, businesses are the backbone of America. And there's a whole lot of truth to that. And um, you know, it's, 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 it's the members of our community that make this community what it is. And, and in the subject area of a business, you know, if we're talking about revitalization of our downtown, you know, what does that look like? You know, do we want large companies, you know, that, yeah. you know, have the 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 capacity their 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 businesses are elsewhere in the country, and you know, kind of these chains, or do we want to support more smaller mom and pop shops that live here, that send their kids to the school system here, keep their monies here, and then uh, um, share their talent with the rest of the community? And so, you know, High Street is a focus, Main Street's a focus, the Race Street area is a focus. Um, there are different plans and initiatives going on throughout the core of our downtown area in that. And what E4All is doing just offers a pipeline to that. And so a lot of the work that's, that I see going on, and again, you know, I'm just the lucky guy that gets to sit in the mayor's chair and, and support this, but the people doing the important work the OPED office, Office of Planning and Economic Development, collaboratively with the Hoyoke Chamber of Commerce, um, the staff at e 4 um, you know, they're all meeting regularly to learn how to leverage the downtown assets, you know, understanding what it is that we have and how we put people in those building structures to, you know, Again, open up a business so that it contributes to that that greater um, goal we're trying to achieve here—to have a downtown, uh, a very viable downtown where people can visit, uh, do some shopping, have dinner, go to a cafe, or whatever the case may be, or even do entertainment, um, um, depending on the, the business idea and the opportunities that that they might exist to grow here in the city of Holyoke. So entrepreneurship is a very important again. Referencing the piece to the puzzle, another piece to that puzzle in order to support and cultivate an ecosystem. So what we don't want to see happening is one business. We kind of learned this mistake with the Hoyok Mall, for example. I think leaders, which is great, we love them. There are partners here, but it's 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 not sustainable to have all your eggs in one basket dependent on one business like that. Cause of the mall, and I'm not saying at all that they're talking about this because from what I hear, they're doing very well. But if the mall decides to close, how do we offset that, that, that loss? Uh, and so we put too much on that. And what we need to do is diversify that a little more so that there's a better ecosystem that supports each other um, to allow each other to grow. And if one business doesn't do well and decides to close, that it's not going to impact our overall economy and our, and our local budget here in the city overall. So. Okay.
1: So one more, uh, in the time that we have left, uh, speaking of pieces to the puzzle, we had Donald Sanders on a few weeks ago talking about the victory theater. This is obviously a big piece of the puzzle in downtown Holyoke. And, and you've, uh, you've been credited with, uh, bringing some urgency to this issue and some, some energy to this issue and a resolution to, to get this done. Uh, what can we see happening in the next uh, coming months in the year, year ahead? So
0: right now we have this particular project. I like to describe it as the cornerstone of our economic development opportunity in our downtown Hoyoke. Um, You know, this is a, a project, the capital planning, you know, has been going on for a while now, about 20 years. Um, they've raised a little over 30 million uh, uh, uh the target keeps moving because every year that passes there's more and more inflation um uh, they have currently a funding gap that uh there's a clear plan and 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 what we need to do to help close that gap and um you know, I've been backing this project 150 percent because, we look at what theaters like this do in other communities. For example, and one of the most eye-opening experience I had is, was our bus trip to Proctor's in Schenectady, New York, and just kind of hearing about where Schenectady was and where they are today and what their theater has had. Never mind arts and culture, although that's the focus of the Victory Theater of projects like this. It's, it's having that, but it's not just about arts and culture. It's about community. It's about, um, Uh, vitality and and it's education, it's uh, business support, it's entrepreneurship, uh, it's jobs. Um, And so uh, their story just sounded way too familiar. The skepticism that they heard very familiar to what we hear here. And and it really offered not just me, but a lot of the members that are um, supporting this project. It just offered all of us some hope that of what's possible, that it is possible, that it's not impossible to do this. Um, You know, this project has an opportunity to not only offer that level of access to our community for education, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship support, but also has the potential to bring in bodies into our downtown. The seating capacity there is about 1,600 people, um, and you can do all sorts of You know, it's not just going to be shows. Uh, There's concerts. There's also going to be space for private events. If you're having birthday parties or a wedding and you need space to to do that. If it has an opportunity to bring bodies to our downtown, those people want to eat somewhere. They get hungry. They need to fill up gas somewhere. They need to, you know, explore other places. Um, uh, And so that's why I say, you know, this is the one opportunity we have given how far it is. This is not just conceptual idea anymore. They've mm-hmm. they've raised capital. They've they've raised and have committed over 30 million dollars. Like it's not an idea no more. It's 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 ripe now for construction phase. We just need to close this gap. Um, and it's the only project right now that has the potential to come to fruition to achieve a lot of what I just described. So I'm very happy to support and pull my full weight behind this project. Um, uh, And I think people will come around and realize, you know, when 10, once this thing is built, 10 years pass, and you know, that folks are going to say, "Wow, I didn't, you know, thankfully, thank thank God we did this. Well, we're so happy we did this, especially for all those folks that are very skeptical on what they think might not happen. So um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing um, what we can do. Uh, There are some plans in place currently that we're going to be announcing to offer more support to help close that gap uh, and introduce some new members of the community that are um, working toward different fundraising efforts to help elevate um, public support and presence and visibility of this project into our community.
1: Okay. Well, good luck with that and good luck with everything else in Holyoke, all those pieces to the puzzle. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Very insightful. And we have have to have you back on soon to talk about Holyoke some more.
0: Great. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. And thank you to all of you for tuning in. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local 413 and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.